Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Be Lanice Show. It's your favorite host, Brittany Lanice. I can't wait for you to hear my topic today. I'll be right back after a short commercial break. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Be Lanice Show. It is your favorite host, Brittany Lanice. So if you clicked on this podcast, it's simply because you want to know the tips to get out of debt. Well, luckily enough for you, I got you. I just recently got out of debt and when i tell y'all i don't even want to tell y'all how much debt i was in but it was literally ridiculous unrealistic to even think that i would be able to pull myself out of such a big hole that i was in and i'm so grateful and thankful that i'm able to be debt free at the tender age of 27. this is a beautiful thing so without further ado we're just gonna jump right in so first you want to figure out your debt to income ratio so you want to see how much you can afford to put on your bills in order for you to get out of debt so this means like if you make i don't know a thousand dollars a month you need to see out of that thousand dollars once you pay your bills how much money do you have left over? Based on what you have left over is your income ratio, I should say, or what you're able to put on your debts. So we're just gonna use a baseline of $1,000 a month. With me being able to bring in a band a month, I was able to take $100 out of that $1,000 that I had to pay my bills with and put that extra $100 on an outstanding bill. So my first bill was a credit card. It was $400. And for four months, I took that leftover $100 and I put it on that credit card. So now, not only are, you know, I'm paying it off monthly, within... 120 days the debt will be gone i'm not mad at that if you do this it will allow you to become debt free now i also want to tell you this you need to humble yourself for a few months and live below your means so this means no going out no partying no drinking no smoking no extra spending no extracurricular activities like literally Go to work, come home, sit down, do nothing. Cook dinner, get creative with dinner. Get creative with those things that you have in your pantry, those cans that you got back there. Get creative with those cans and start creating meals that appeal to your lifestyle. I recommend doing this for six months. That's what I had to do. It was literally a six-month grind. But on the flip side of that is I found hobbies that were within my financial means. I found $10 hobbies, $5 hobbies, things that I can do that don't cost a lot of money. Not only that, I was lucky enough to start accruing overtime at my job. And like y'all know, I've been DoorDash and I told myself that I was never gonna DoorDash again. But when life gives you lemons, you gotta make lemonade. When life puts you in debt, you gotta get out of it, period. So there are two methods that people use when they're paying off their debt. I've looked at all these gurus and what they've said is that they either use the snowball method or the avalanche method. 
The snowball method is basically paying off the smallest to largest debt balance. The avalanche avalanche method, I don't know why I'm stumbling over my word, over my word, but the avalanche method is paying off your largest interest to your smallest interest. So let's just hypothetically say you have a Best Buy card, Apple card, and a Victoria's Secret pink card. On your Best Buy card, let's just say that interest is 15%. On your Apple card, let's just say that interest is 3%. And on your pink card, let's just say you're doing zero interest right now. Your pink does have the highest balance, but because your Best Buy card is at 15% interest, you want to go ahead and pay off that Best Buy card or utilize that extra $100, $50, $20, whatever you can scrape up extra per pay period or per month to put on that additional bill. That's where those funds would go. Now, with the snowball method, because your pink card has the highest balance on it, you would be paying monthly payments toward paying down that pink balance. And then everything that you were going to put on pink, you're going to start putting it on your Apple card now. And then you'll start after once your Apple card is paid off, then you'll put that on your Best Buy card. So those are two methods that a lot of people use or that these get out of debt gurus use. For me, I've been using the snowball method. I find that to be the easiest method for me. I do care about the interest, but luckily enough for me, I'm in a predicament where the interest is literally pennies on the dollar, maybe a dollar twenty-five here, five dollars here. It's nothing too crazy that I can't handle. So I found it easy to pay off the smallest debt. And when I tell y'all, you will be shocked how many cards I had that had limits on them, that had spending on them from $400 to $3,000 and how I was able to really truly get that pay off. I'm like, wow, I'm shocked. You know, they're like, you're shocked? Don't be shocked. You're shocked? Honestly, I feel like you need to create a bare bones budget and see what you can afford to spend. Creating that bare bones budget is literally like, okay, this is how much I'm spending on groceries for the month. This is how much I'm spending on gas for the month. I'm not going to get my hair done. I'm not going to get my nails done. I'm not going to get a haircut. Or I'm going to find a cheaper and a more effective way to do it at home. You need to become friends with the $1.25 tree, Bestie. We need to find some cheap hobbies that we can get into. Once you fully have grasped the fact of you paying off your bills and once you're starting to get a little bit of momentum where you pay certain things off, I then want you to start creating a budget where this is money that you do not touch. Everybody needs at least a $1,000 rainy day fund. I have needed a $1,000 rainy day fund so many times, it's ridiculous. And I had to start it over and build it back up. But had I not had it, I would have been screwed, literally screwed. So to start your $1,000 budget, my recommendation to you would be to at least save $10 a week or 20, whatever you can afford. I'm not gonna lie. When I started out, I was only saving $10 a week and that's okay because at the end of the day, for a whole year, if you you know if you only save $10 for a whole year, that's $520 that you have. If you're able to save $10 or, well, if you're able to save $20 
for a week, for a whole year. That's a thousand dollars right there. So just imagine if you're able to put up $20 for a year. And this is what I mean when I say that you want to get a bare bones budget. You want to figure out your debt to income, figure out what you can and can't do. Cutting out all habits, going underground, going on your grind, because that's the only way you're going to be able to allow yourself to put up those extra 20s, 10s, 30s, 50s, whatever you have to put up. That's what you're going to start doing. And this is a whole lifestyle change. Getting out of debt isn't something that's going to happen overnight. And let me just be clear with that. When it comes to you getting out of debt, this is a whole lifestyle change, which is why I say you want to go underground. Start working out. And you don't have to go to the gym to work out, especially if it costs. Work out in your living room. Go for walks outside. If it's wintertime when you hear this or it's cold outside when you hear this, get your butt in your living room. Move around. Like, you, when you look better, you feel better. And that's just that on that. Start eating better. Start eating healthier. Cut out going out. Cut out the McDonald's. Cut out the Chick-fil-A. Leave the Taco Bell alone. Get off the pork chops. No more bacon. No more pizza. Like, let's do a whole mind, body, spiritual change along with getting our finances in alignment. I feel like you need to write out a list of all of your bills. Figure out everything that you owe. Figure out the credit cards that have the highest interest rates, which cards have the highest balances, and list them out in order. This way you're able to visualize what you have. Once you write that out, you then want to write out the due dates for all of these different cards and loans and balances that you have. Once you have your interest rate, your balances, your due date, you then want to go in and find your statement date. Now, your statement date is typically four or five business days after your due date. The reason why you want to find your statement date is because this is what gets reported to the credit bureau. So while we're still working on getting out of debt, we still want to ensure that our credit score is going up. So when you go to check your credit score and you see your utilization, and we're just gonna go back to the hypotheticals, let's just say your Apple credit card for this month you're carrying a $500 balance on the card. Let's say in June, you reported to the credit bureau a $400 balance. This means that you have spent $100 on this card. All credit cards have a minimum balance that is due. Let's just say your minimum balance is $25. On your due date, if you pay $25, this means that you will be charged interest on $475 because of the simple fact that you had a $500 balance, you only paid $25, now they're going to charge you interest on what's left, which is your $475. In order to ensure that your credit score goes down, a lot of people are saying that you want to make sure by your statement date, you have paid enough to be lower than what you have reported on your credit score. Which saying that I would pay $100 on the card. Putting $100 on the card now is going to put you at 375. 
Now, keep in mind, you reported $400 balance to the credit bureau. You put $100 on, and now you're at this $375. But keep in mind, the interest is still going to post. With the interest posting, that is not enough money in order for you to really put a dent in your credit score. Your score is going to go up maybe one point because you went down $25. But if you're able to put $150 on there, now when that interest does hit the account and you're not paying this on your due date, you're paying this on your settlement date, by the settlement date, four business days after your due date, now we're getting somewhere. But to up the ante even more, let's just say you were able to put $150 on the card on your due date. Now you're only paying interest on $350. And let's just say you make an extra $50 payment within those four days prior to your statement date. Okay, now you're at $300. Now you're reporting $100 lower than what your original payment was that was reported to the credit bureau, which was $400. You went down a whole $100. That is a big difference. That is how we're going to get our credit score to go higher. That is how we're going to be able to get ourselves out of debt. You have to start somewhere. I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's definitely not hard at all. But okay, you guys, I just wanted to come on here and give you all that information because it is very imperative that we get out of debt in 2023. I don't know if you all know what's going on, but we are at the height of a recession right now. It is very imperative for us to get out of debt. These interest rates are astronomical. These interest rates are unrealistic, and I don't see how they expect anybody to be able to live based on the income that they're providing us. So we have to start somewhere by getting out of debt. Find your smallest debt and go from there. Find the tiniest debt you have and just push forward. I have faith in you. I trust you. If you need anything, you know that you can always reach out to me at the Belanese Show. But all right, y'all. Thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk. Until Sunday, bye.